Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we are back with another installment of Locked On Texans, your daily podcast covering your favorite football team every single day. And as always, I'm your host, Texans reporter for ESPN Houston, Cody Davis, along my partner in crime. John, some sports guy, Hickman, your Texans analyst for the Locked On Podcast Network on Locked On Texans, your news, your team every day. Today's episode will feature, of course, we have a breakdown on three different segments, but what's hot for Houston right now? Well, that is Deshaun Watson and his comments. So we're going to look at those comments that he made about the future of his franchise along with that jj watt who as we mentioned yesterday took time after the loss that was suffered by doink field goal uh took time to stay on the field and talk with deshaun watson and, and kind of walk through as it may possibly be his last game as a texan and then lastly you definitely have to talk about the gm search how that is heating up for Houston as they have requested interviews from different uh, potential GM candidates from different uh, teams across the league and who they have their eye on. But first, Deshaun Watson and his comments. What I highlighted from his comment, which I'll go ahead and say now, man, it just starts with the energy and just the foundation of this program. There's no real foundation in view. Everyone sees it. Everyone knows it. Got to have a guy that can come in and stand strong, 10 toes down and say, hey, this is what this is the way it's going to go. And this is the way we're going to win. Uh, he also continued with that's what I'm looking forward to. Some discipline, responsibility and some good, fun energy that cares about winning championships and winning games. But at the same time, it's coming into work each and every day, regardless. And man, I love that quote. Listeners, I love that quote. And first and foremost, don't forget to subscribe to the Lockdown Podcast Network on all of the major podcasting platforms, which includes Google and Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Megaphone, and Spotify. I love that quote for different reasons, right? Well, that does for me personally. It comes off clear as day. We didn't have this before. We don't have it now currently. Simple in regards to what he's looking for and what he wants for the organization. When I read there's no real foundation in view and some disciplined responsibility, I hear that the house is broken, everything is cracking, and we need someone who can come in now and know how to fix the mess left behind by the previous owner, tenant, which is Bill O'Brien. Uh, and also we have to include Jack Easterby. I think there was a shot at Easterby as well uh, because he is – he has to take a lot of blame for a lot of the moves that has led Houston to four and 12 this season, but there's no way around it. And let me say, I like his statement more than the JJ Watt comments that had mixed reviews. Cody, you was one of those mixed review people who didn't like where JJ Watt was coming from, but I liked it because a, he is now the leader of this franchise on the field. And it, and, and for me is displaying that, it's displaying that not only will I be the leader on the field, but you guys gave me a lot of money over the offseason. You signed me to an extension. I just had the best career of my life, right? And on top of that, 
I had an MVP type season season and went four and twelve. I am going to be the leader off the field as well, and I believe he will have more say. Uh, and B, it speaks directly to what the problem has been for a long time, not just now. And I want to add that he knows this team is in a bad position for the next, for at least for next year. Bad contracts. When he merged four years, $54 million. Bernard McKinney's contract, he's due to make $8.5 million. And we've seen Terrell Adams outplay him since he's got the opportunity to play. Randall Cobb, three years, $27 million. Uh, David Johnson, three years, $39 million. And J.J. Watt is due to make $17.5 million next year if he is still around on the team. How do you move on from these players if you can? Uh, these contracts lead to another problem. The cap space uh, for next year is $13.5 million as of now. Not enough money to sign players at the positions that they need major upgrades for immediate future. And they also have $47 million in the year of 2022. And also, let's not, to, let's not forget to add insult to injury. The Dolphins have the first and second round picks for this year's draft. So he wants somebody with a plan. That's, that's what his comments is clearly about. Watson wants someone with a plan. And he's also telling the organization, whoever they see fit to bring in, give them the time to allow the new guy to create a new culture, a winning culture. I love those comments. Yeah, John, you mentioned everything that Deshaun Watson was hitting at. And I think moving forward, we're going to see a more vocal Watson. Um, just thinking about me being a part of the Texans uh, media list this season's, season and being and having the opportunity to speak to Deshaun Watson on a variety of occasions. And unfortunately, due to COVID, I did not get the opportunity to develop the relationship I wanted to. But thinking back to when I first met him at training camp, all the way to today, I'm starting to see a change in Watson. And the change that I'm seeing that he's trying and he's going to be a more vocal leader moving forward. Early on in the season, and even when we spoke to him, like right when the whole DeAndre Hopkins trade went down and there was so much going on, you know, he was the type of person that didn't really show too much emotions. You know, you would ask him about it, he would, he would say something like along the lines that that's dope, that's cool, where it's not going to bother me some. You know, I'm just here focusing on the, the team and the players that we have, and hopefully we can get to the Super Bowl. Now I'm starting to see him really start talking directly towards that problem. John, you spoke on Deshaun Watson talking about he would like for a new coach to come in and set a culture, a culture shift, which is another reason that I find very funny. Every time something happened with this organization, they always go back to this quote unquote culture. But there is something else in Deshaun Watson exit press conference that I really want to focus on. And that was him talking about the so-called power and everybody needs to be on the same page. He said, we all got to be on the same page. Too many different minds, too many different ideas, too many people thinking they have this power. And it's not like that. I believe that is a, a direct love shot. I love that. I love it. I believe that is a direct shot to that organization to let these people know Whatever Jack Easterby, and, and, and before I even get to the Jack Easterby standpoint, you know, this isn't the first time, even before but we was able to be in on these Texans press conferences and stuff, even before this, there was always this, this so-called power struggle. We heard it a lot with Bill O'Brien. O'Brien is gone now, and we're starting to hear it more. You go back to that SI article that was released a couple of weeks ago, and it talked about how Jack Easterby is trying to be the guy of this organization. 
there's a reason why I, I, I called him the Lord Zed of the Texans when we did our last crossover show with the Titans, because it seems like although he was brought in to be this character development coach, this inspiration type of person, he has a secret agenda. And that secret agenda is to is to be is to find his way to have some kind of power in the NFL. To be honest with you, John, I know I said this a couple of weeks ago, and I'm going to repeat this again. This organization, regardless of who they bring in, they're not going to get anywhere until they get rid of Jack Easterby. Don't demote him. Get rid of him. Now, the good news about this is the organization is going to let the new general manager um, interview Jack Easterby. They said that Easterby's job is not as safe like everyone else. They're going to have to talk to the new regime, and it's going, and it's going to be up to the new general manager to see if they want to keep him or not. I'm not going to say this organization can't go anywhere uh, moving forward with Jack Easterby on the team. Uh, I will say that they won't go anywhere with him making executive decisions. Uh, that's not going to happen. And I will say this. This is all stemming from, understand this, losing losing for some teams, right? If you look at Jacksonville, if you look at the Cleveland Browns up until this year, if you look at the, the New York Jets, losing – is a culture for a lot of teams. Look how long it took for Buffalo to get where they are right now, right? And one thing that Deshaun Watson will not accept is losing. You want to know why? This is his first losing season as a starting quarterback in his entire life. And in this losing season, any doubt that anybody may have had that has any sense is it's erased. There's a couple of things that happened before we move on. We were able to understand that any of the deficiencies that we saw from Deshaun Watson, the moment, or maybe a game or two, Bill O'Brien was gone. We didn't really see those anymore, right? And he put the team on his back multiple times, and we talked about how many games that they were in that were one-score games that they lost he had a phenomenal job, but overall, he knows that I can't do much more with this team unless they put adequate help. And the reason why is take a look at this, Cody. Your boy Nick Foles won a Super Bowl with the Philadelphia Eagles, right? And the reason why he was able to do it, I want everybody to understand that the Eagles that they see now is not the Eagles that was in that Super Bowl. Hell, they no. were stacked. They were stacked. They were coached well, but not only were they coached well, the general manager in the front office did a very good job of putting a team together that didn't have any egos, that came to work and did their job. And that seems to be an issue with this team, considering uh, J.J. Watt's comments and what he called out anonymously. We don't know yet either player or person that he called out in his comments last week. All I'm getting at is losing is something Deshaun Watson is not used to, and losing is something Deshaun Watson will not get used to. Uh, as far as Jack Easterby, you're right. He should not, not be here anymore. But if that was the case, I believe he would have been gone. He cannot be a part of executive decisions. He cannot be the final say on anything. And with those executive decisions, there are some funny odds that I want to tell you guys about, right? Like if we look at Eric Bieniemy me in the head coaching search for Houston Texans, they have a three to two chance to get him. Brian Schottenheimer, they are a three to one chance to get Brian Schottenheimer as their next head coach. Cody, your favorite, Greg Roman, the Texans have a 16 to one chance to land him as 
their next head coach. And I'll tell you what, if you want to bet on all of that, then you need to check out betonline.ag. Only place that has you covered and the only place that we trust here at the Locked On Podcast family. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sideline anymore. Let me tell you why you shouldn't sit on the sideline. It's boring. You're going to be sitting there with the water boy, and eventually he's going to leave you because somebody needs water. Right? You want to be stuck? Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports books experts. 2020 is mercifully over. Thank God. It's time for a fresh start. It's time for more wins. If you're betting this year and you want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They're picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks for the rest of this season. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get your podcasts. As we mentioned early on in the show, we're about to discuss the future of the great J.J. Watt. And before we get into that, John, I do want to backtrack a little bit and disagree with you on the whole Jack Easterby thing a little bit. Um, I say they can't move forward because at the end of the day, you're still going to have guys who is going to have a bit of a trust issue if Jack Easterby continues to be around with this team. And I don't think that that is a good fit if you're trying to change the culture. And sometimes, like you mentioned a couple of weeks ago, you need to erase everything that Bill O'Brien touched in order to get this team to move forward. But moving on to J.J. Watt, ladies and gentlemen, I would be totally surprised if we are playing the very first game of 2021 and J.J. Watt is still on the field wearing number 99 for the Houston Texans. Look, this guy, <laughs> he's done with this organization. Going back to when we, the very first time we talked to Watt and he was asked a, a question about his future. At the time, he said he, he really didn't want to talk about anything beyond the 2020 season. He said that he was focused and he is, like Deshaun Watson, is, is trying to help this team to win a championship. Four games into the season, that guy who once said he did not want this season to be about his upcoming last year of his contract changed course drastically. After Bill O'Brien was fired and it's looking like this team might have to take a year or two off in order to rebuild this organization back up of, of being a championship contender, well, I say that he has no desire of being part of a rebuild. He has no more guarantees left on his contract. Speaking of his contract, he is owed $17.5 million going into next season. We already know how angry this guy has been. I believe the only time that we saw happy J.J. Watt was that very first win against the Jacksonville Jaguars when he was telling us about how Romeo Cannell was dancing back in the locker room. So you look at what J.J. Watt is at this stage in his career. He's getting up there in age. Thankfully, he had a healthy season. He played all 16 games, but the losing took a toll on him so much. Watt was actually asked about, do you find satisfaction that you played all 16 games? And he said, what's the point of me playing all 16 games when we are sitting at four and 12? He, he does look a step slower. He's owed 17 and a half million dollars. 
I think it's best, like it or not, that why in the organization part ways. For the Texan side of things, you free up some salary cap space that can go into rebuilding this team and possibly get you back to a respectable and let's say playoff contending team. And for JJ Watt case, you will put him in a position where he can actually go out and join a team and possibly win a Super Bowl title. Because at the end of the day, this guy has given this organization and given this city everything he has to offer. There is nothing left for him to prove wearing a Houston Texan jersey. I know it hurt. It hurts me too to, to, to talk about this, but it is time for these two parties to part ways. You guys are so ready to write him off in Houston. What? So ready? Why? Why? No, 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 no. You guys, you guys, you guys, you guys, you guys, you guys are so ready to write him off in Houston because, uh, and 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 to be honest, to be fair, seventeen point five million dollars for one year of JJ Watt, who only had five sacks this this year, but did but did lead the team in sacks. It's still too much, and I understand that. Maybe Houston can work something out. But to say that this is definitely his last year, here's the thing about football players, right? If you can find somebody that will galvanize them, make them buy in and and understand that we still have a real shot, that person, that GM, that head coach, which is why it's very important for Houston to bring in a head coach, but more importantly, bring in a GM, which I can't wait to discuss. We don't know what that GM will be able to work out with J.J. We don't know. And who's to say Houston is just going to, like, are you going to just cut J.J.? Would you just cut him? No, you trade him. You got to get something back in return for him. But who's to say a team will give you what you want for J.J. Watt in his career. What are you going to get? This, need, this team needs draft capital. Right now, we're, we're not picking okay. until the third round. If somebody were to give, if somebody were to offer a second-round pick and let's say a promising young player for Watt, you wouldn't take that deal? Who, what team will give a second-round pick for J.J. Watt? And I, I know the $17.5 million is a lot. I'm on record multiple times by saying that's way too much damn money. I thought he made too much money this year, right? But we don't know what the next regime will have in plan. So if you get a, a coach in the head and in a, in a new general manager that wants to keep him around, then maybe they'll be able to work out something to reconstructure his deal, which has to happen, and keep him. Right. But I'm not I'm just not ready to write him off completely. And I see a lot of our media members. I see a lot of the fans are just ready to just say, you know what? Thank you for everything you've done. I never saw any of that 30 million dollars per se when Harvey hit. But I appreciate you for doing what you're doing. Thank you. It's time to go. We don't know yet. Let's wait and see. It's always good. to. And I'm Cody, as a Rockets analyst yourself. The Rockets look like they're, they're, they they did a good job by waiting and seeing. So just wait and see. Now, of course, J.J. Watt isn't nowhere near the level of, uh, given the level of play where James Harden is, but just wait and see. And if there's not a deal out there that you don't like, and if you have the opportunity, whether it's wiggle room or not, to bring back J.J. Watt for a cheaper cost, then do it. But let's not rush it. First, let me say the only difference between J.J. Watt and James Harden Harden is still in the middle of his prime, and we saw that in that very first game when he dropped 44 and 17. Secondly, Watt is no longer in his prime, and at the start of next season, he's going to be 32 years old. And on top of that, 
why do we want to continue watching Watt waste his time and his talent on a team that's clearly not going anywhere? Because regardless of who you bring in as the head coach and the general manager, given how bad Bill O'Brien has jacked up this team, I'm not too sure that they could just come in and, and within a month or two, we're back at championship contention. Look look at the talent. And, and there's no talent on this team. And I understand it's the GM job to rebuild and get back that talent that the Texans lost. But at the end of the day, how can you do that when you're not picking until the third round and you have no salary cap space? I believe as of right now, the Texans have the third or fourth highest payroll in the National Football League. Oh, it's pretty bad. As I mentioned in the first segment, it is pretty bad. And I am not denying that. But Houston will bring in a competent GM. They will put competent people around him to maybe work some deals out. Right? We can we can do without Randall Cobb. We can do without... Uh, David Johnson. We can do without Bernard McKinney. We can do without players, and there are going to be ways for them to accumulate more money uh, throughout the offseason to bring in more talent. And I think Houston has a bevy of players on that uh, defensive front that are going to be good situational players, so they need to bring in a player that can dominate at that position. Hence, I believe there is a reunion due with J.J. White, I'm sorry, with uh, Jadavion Clowney in Houston. But I'm just not ready 100% to say bye. I'm not. But I am ready to tell you guys about Rock Auto. With every increasing number of makes like Fiat, Kia, and models like Pacifica and XT5, it is now impossible to stock all of your parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidated questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing only the brand his warehouse happens to carry? Come on, guys, we can do better than that. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at your home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your car is to save money that you can use for other important things like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? For example, the Delphi FG 144. 5.6 fuel pump assembly for a 2005 through 2010 Honda Odyssey cost $353.99 at Advance, a big chain store. But it only cost $216.79 at rockauto.com. Chain stores have a different price tiering for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. Rockauto.com prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices available rather than the changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require a membership or account login. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Do You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. I'm going to talk about the GM search right now for Houston uh, really quick because these things will progress throughout the entire week and it'll carry over until Houston hires a GM, which they have been adamant about finding a GM before they hire a head coach. Scott Cohen of the Baltimore Ravens, he is the Baltimore Ravens director of pro uh, football research they are uh, looking at him for the general manager job. Cohen is a part of the Ravens self-scouting process, along with research on opponents, which I really do like. He also analyzes the latest NFL trends, which means he could be more of an analytics guy when it comes to team construction. 
Uh, a big part of his work is also draft preparation and free agency preparation, which is what the Texans need, uh, could use right now, given that they do not have a lot of salary cap space um, moving forward and will be without their first two draft picks in 2021. They are also looking at Trent Kirchner for the GM opening as well. Uh, his name has come up a lot in various openings in recent seasons. He's been interviewed with other clubs like Indy and Detroit, but he's remained in the Seattle front office. He's done an amazing job for the Seahawks. He is a vice president of player personnel in Seattle. That position is usually the next in line for a GM role. Like Brian Gain held this position in Buffalo before his short stint in Houston before he was fired. Now, a lot of you guys may not like this news, but it is news, so it has to be said. The Texans have requested permission to interview Patriots executive Nick Castorio. Oh, mercy. I know, I know. But Malik Boyd of the Buffalo Bills, he is the director of pro player personnel. Boyd was interviewed for the vacancy off 16 and Kirby. Uh, just a little bit of background. He played defensive back at the mid-90s. After his playing career was over, he caught on with the coach and came up under Bill Polian as a scouting assistant and worked his way up and worked his way up from there. In 2014, he was the NFC Scout of the Year during his time in Arizona. Uh, that season, they went 11-5, and five, and in that draft, he helped bring in Honey Badger. And we already know that they've interviewed Louis Reddick, Matt Brazagon, and Houston is rumored to try and bring Ozzie Newsom out of retirement. We know Ozzie Newsom as the great general manager of the Baltimore Ravens. The last time we saw Ozzie Newsom, well, he drafted an MVP in Lamar Jackson. And they are also interested in inside linebacker coach Jared Mayo from New England. One of my favorite linebackers of all time, and I loved him for New England in his days, won several championships as well. And I think he would be a total upgrade for what we have here in Houston at our linebacker coach. So, and before we get out of here, Deshaun Watson did talk with Will Fuller in the parking lot yesterday morning and guess what he wants them back and i'm sure he wants fuller and brandon cooks back for the 2021 2022 season i'm john some sports guy hickman thank you guys for checking out locked on texans your daily texans talking news podcast follow us on twitter at locked on texans and like us on facebook and as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y, D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Hey, guys, be sure to check out tomorrow's show. We're going to continue talking about Deshaun Watson and everything he had to say during his exit interviews. And one of the things I want to touch on for tomorrow that we did not have the opportunity to today is his statement about Tim Kelly. He says that he wants Tim Kelly back on this team next season. And I think that is a very interesting take. So we're going to discuss Tim Kelly and who else on this coaching staff might have an opportunity to come back as well. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL covering all of the latest news, which includes your Houston Texans, and insight on every game, team, and move around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Until tomorrow, peace.
You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.